Hi, I'm Adam Payne, the host of the Keeping It Business podcast. I'm a multiple small business owner, a qualified business mentor, growth coach, and digital marketer. And if you'd like to know more about what we do, please visit www.newwaygrowth.com. Right, here we are, another live. We're going to have a talk, general discussion around sort of like some of the things that we can do as small businesses uh, from an environmentally friendly point of view. Hot on the, the agenda at the minute with COP26. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, where do you want to kick off? Did you want, yeah, did you want to kick off? Because I know you've done a lot of work on this, and I know, you know, from Property Design Studio and your environmental process. Did you want to kick off with that and uh, uh, around that? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, uh, certainly it's a big hot topic at the moment, and um, we've we've heard a lot in the national press. But you know, what actually goes on locally is is interesting because um, uh, yeah, some of the stuff we've been looking at, obviously, you know, doing the the usual things that most businesses do, and and reaching out into the community, and you know, we're organising litter picks on a, on a monthly basis, mm. and going out and, and and doing those. We love doing those actually; it's quite good actually. You know, uh, for us, you know, we, we get to bring people together, get to treat them to a tea and coffee at the end of the day as well. And then um, or end of the day, end of the session, we're not out the whole day picking up litter, but, um, you yeah, know, normally go out for an hour. But it's bringing people together and giving them something to do. So that's been a real positive. We've run two of those now, but, you know, I've been involved in, in litter picking for what nearly three years now, I think. So uh, all good fun. Um, but some of the other stuff we've been looking at is as a digital business, um, you yeah, know, what can the, you, you know, what? what can we do as a digital business to actually help the environment? Because obviously we're using machines that are obviously powered by energy and, and everything. So, you know, from the website point of view, um, obviously we design websites, but they're actually now hosted on the green energy powered servers. So all the servers and all the hosting of the sites, all the data, the photos, the the files, et cetera, which, which actually bring the, uh, you know, the website together and, and make it operate. They're all hosted on servers powered by the, I'll get it right, the sun, the sea and the wind. I normally say earth as well, but everything's, <laughs> you know, connected to the earth, but the sun, sea and wind. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a bit on our uh, website about green hosting, which is, uh, you know, very key, uh, very critical. We've been on this warpath now for must be, I don't know, about eight or nine months, I think, on the hosting side. Um, so that's been very how, interesting. But How did you go yeah. about that? You know, for, for somebody, you know, like, uh, I mean, when we talk here, I mean, the, the small businesses, but even more so from a entrepreneur, solopreneur point of view, I mean, there's bloody millions of us, that how can they go about looking to see and checking of, uh, around their hosting and the service side? I suppose the first port of all callers are going to be whoever's hosting and and um, uh, dealing with the website. Um, that's, uh, but from there, whatever, you know, if, if I mean, you, you deal with websites, I mean, maybe asking your technical side, is it is it a case of just sourcing and finding if you if you host, you, you know, your supplier isn't, You've got to transfer. You may want to transfer. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you know, speaking to hosting suppliers to see whether they are, you know, environmentally friendly. Um, it's such an interesting topic as well because um, I didn't think about it. Never thought about it until a couple of years ago. And then all of a sudden we had conversations this end and, and felt, you know what, there's something that must be able to do. All these machines that we use, we take for granted, must be able to be powered somehow. What about the servers that actually host the web the websites? So... Mm. You know, see, that's a big part of it. So, and, and the other thing as well, which people forget, is the amount of data we actually store on our websites. So, 
you know, every time every time we upload a photograph to Facebook, that photo, uh, photograph has got to be stored somewhere. The Ooh. same with our websites, with our blogs and things. So, you know, just be considerate about uh, about the amount of data we're actually storing with regards to your actual website itself. Mm. You know, obviously it would slow the site down, but you know that's still got to be stored somewhere. You know, yeah. do, do is it actually necessary to have that much out there? You know, is it is it necessary to do a photo burst and then upload every single image to Facebook just to say, look, you know, I, I sat on my phone this weekend, you know, and literally just push the button, look what I achieved. You know, it's it's are people really interested in that sort of stuff? No, has it got to be has it got to be stored somewhere? Yes, it yeah. has. And that's all going to take up processing space and processing time. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, and again, I suppose, I mean, when I always look at, around this, uh, the first port of call I normally look at, and that's probably the engineer in me, is the machine side. So, you know, you know, you know I'm in the house here. You know, you've got cross those how many TVs within the bedrooms, and we all put more, they're all on standby, and printers and different. I mean, I've got three bloody monitors in front of me here. Um, you know, that uh, I've now started uh, powering completely down. Uh, I'm trying to get into that habit of doing that. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't know what the saving is. I did hear it, and this is what made me think of it. It was, it was last week, I think, um, people were talking about it, and I can't remember sort of like the figures into that around what we consume um, from, uh, you know, just things being on standby. And then when I sat and thought about it, I was thinking, well, you've got bloody PlayStations, you've got TVs, you've got, you know, it's a massive amount. So, you know, you can really do, can start small and really, and those small things are a compound effect. You know that if we can get everybody doing it, it's huge. Yeah, you know, I mean the simple things. Thing. Yeah, simple things you could do. I mean, um, just utilize natural daylight for a start. You know, obviously we know what time the sun rises. We know what time the the sun sets. So you know, why don't we, you know, utilize as much as we need to outside? You know, during the during the daytime, so that we haven't got to switch a light on at nighttime to do something that's outside. You know, it's just being clever about it and, and, and thinking about it logically that, you know, Mother Nature's out there. We need to work around Mother Nature and, you know, make sure that, um, you know, we can maximize Mother Nature as much as possible, really, without yeah. switching something on. And I'm always nagging the kids. You've left the bathroom light on. Oh, Dad's leaving me alone. Like, no, you've left the bathroom light on. <laughs> you know, it's, it's got to be done. Yeah, so. it has, yeah, it has, yeah. I mean, the other things I think around is, and, and I've tried to, I tried to make a conscious decision. I suppose this came out of, uh, in some respects, COVID around that is that I used to do a hell of a lot of mileage for some silly things as well. So, you know, like half hour meeting, I'd travel like 150 miles there, uh, there, 150 miles back for a half hour, hour meeting. And I just think, I now just think, yeah, no, that's, that's got to change. You know, I am, you know, as, as, as we look at it, I've got to reduce that that uh, carbon footprint on that and I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that now um so you know just little things like that um, i mean i can remember you know when i go back to when i was employed flying from sort of like birmingham to to newark newark to indianapolis driving from indianapolis down to paris illinois having a meeting there going back to him staying o overnight memphis tennessee into san diego Having a having a meeting there, and then flying back to Newark, Newark, back to Birmingham, and it's all in within four days for two meetings. You know, it was just like, nah. Come on, we need to get a bit wiser on that one. Yeah. 
in general. Yeah. Too. I mean, the pandemic's obviously accelerated a lot of that, hasn't it? Because, I mean, Zoom technology and video conferencing yeah. has been around for, what, 25, 30 years, yeah. I think. I, I remember an MD I worked for years ago was hot on this sort of stuff. A massive display screen on the wall, which probably... Uh, yeah, it's probably heated up a little bit uh, too much as well if he still had it in uh, in operation. But, um, you know, obviously it was, it was a big conferencing screen he had about 20 years ago, which he was into all this sort of stuff then. So, you know, I think the pandemic's kind of accelerated a lot of it. It's got us talking virtually more. Uh, I mean, today I've been in, let me just think, I've had a meeting today in Lancashire, in Warwickshire and in Kent. I've been three places today, and I haven't budged out of Northamptonshire. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That, that is the that is the beauty of it, and that's where I mean I know I had I said to this around this, this conversation, and I was running through the numbers again here, and I've just because I used the example of networking because we were talking around that, and and I know that you know from a from a, the average family car produces sort of four hundred and four grams of CO two per mile, and then I did that and I said to you before is that if we take the network, you've probably got 25 attendees, probably an average around 20 miles round trip, 10 miles there, 10 miles back, something like that. And then every, doing that every month creates something like, two, well, per um, meeting creates 202,000 grams of CO2. So over the year, it's 2.4 million grams of CO2 for one networking group. Now that, when we look at a metric tonne, of co2 and the size i was looking at trying to find this out and um i think it was youtube did uh, some analysis on this it, it's a, the size of one metric ton of co2 is, is 27 foot by 27 foot by 27 foot so one group networking group over a year are producing two and a half times the size of that in co2 but then when you look at things like bni which is every week and then the amount of chapters i mean again it's just you i do start to think Trust, you know, we are really, and I suppose that's where EV cars comes into it. I know you're looking at, you know, you're looking at uh, EV. I will look at EV for the next car. No toys about. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait until we actually get to that stage where we've actually got an EV car sat on the driveway and, 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 you know, really exciting, um, yeah, really exciting times on that front. Ooh. But when it comes to um, the network meetings, I mean, I think the argument and the counter argument against it is that if I can, you know, do business with people in the room and they get to know us in the room and we haven't got to go and see anybody because people trust us enough to be able to be our kind of sales team or whatever or, or, or our marketing team. Um, you know, can that one meeting a month actually limit, you know, 20 face-to-face -face meetings if we're having mm. one day of it? So mm. I think it's how the meeting is structured and how you do it. But also, I mean, with what we, what we do and what we're involved in, it's all about local. So always forever pushing the local aspect of it because we want to bring people together locally because, and yes, it may mean that people are driving to a meeting, but if it saves them going out to actually, um, to, to actually, you know, go and do face-to-face -face business elsewhere because they've had the face-to-face -face business opportunity there and then to get to know people, then that, that's the argument we would have about it. And don't get me wrong, networking is not our business, but that's the way we see it. And, uh, you know, it's certainly interesting. I think the thing for me, if I go to a network meeting is that I want to uh, arrange a one-to-one face-to-face -face with somebody there and then of value, you know, and have that conversation to actually get to know them so that then we haven't got to then go and travel, you know, further down the line if we need to. Yeah, no, I think the, um, you know, from a community point of view, like you were saying, you're doing the local stuff uh, and, you know, for, like the litter picking. If somebody's traveling on litter picking and stuff like that, there's like a, you know, there's an offset 
to some of it, isn't there? You know, from that and you know, run a carbon off carbon footprint offset or whatever. But it is from a community point of view, it's it's better in the environment and 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 all manner of stuff. But I do think we do need to get wiser on some of the stuff without a, without a shadow of a doubt on some of it. Um, but then, yeah, the, again, you know, coming back from the other basic side, I mean, I'm 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 a big pen and paper fan, uh, you know, and because I, I planned that way and it, I'm very structured. Uh, but I'm trying to limit that because, you know, we have got apps and we have got ways of doing it. Uh, I know you use um, a lot of apps, don't you? But do you, still, do you still go for pen and paper or do you generally online? So um, it depends what mood I'm in. It depends where I can find a pen, let's be honest. Um, but pen and paper, yes, I do have a pen and paper. I do like to draw and I like to visualize what we're actually planning and talking about and everything. And I have got a, you know, a notebook and a pen you know, sat by the side of me. On the other side, um, if it's for speed and the fact that I won't lose the information I'm actually trying to record and wanting to record, then it goes into a spreadsheet. Because for me, the spreadsheet becomes quick. It's a quick link. It's historical data. It's links that I use the hyperlink facility quite a bit on spreadsheets and things to be able to access what what I want to know. So, um, yeah, I would say um, I always carry a pen and paper on me. I always carry pen for somebody else as well. Um, but when it comes to it, at the end of the day, spreadsheet all day long for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just uh, reading now. Uh, it's coming through from Facebook. So I'm old enough to remember the great postal strike in the 80s that forced everyone to embrace the emergent tech fax machines. I think they wow. also rushed through legislation to endorse fax copies as legal copies, etc. COVID has always been the same, forcing everyone to embrace tech. And I suppose it, I suppose it has. I think it has. Some of the tech, you know, probably that's why Facebook have done what they've done with, with going to, you know, changing and rebrand on the meta. It's probably accelerated that side of it mm. um, fax machines know. i mean the only, the only thing i used a fax machine for right and this is the honest truth i used to photocopy my tie and then fax it to somebody and say i got my tie stuck in the fax machine <laughs> that was the only thing i ever used the fax machine for you know i never used them really for for what we did as a you know, i think at the time i was working in a, um, a residential letting agency but we we couldn't use a fax for that i don't even know why we had one actually but yeah, but yeah good old fax machine thank <laughs> Oh, yeah, you God, yeah, yeah. I can't remember him. Uh, I've never seen one. Um, <laughs> the, um, the, the I suppose the natural, the, the normal things are is recycling, and we, you know, everybody should get into the recycling. We do that. We do it at uh, at home, don't we? Um, with all the blue, brown, and green bins and things like that. We, you know, from a business perspective, we should do it from uh, from a business point of view as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. I know what I was going to ask you, because you, you spoke around parsing, and I meant to ask you earlier, a minute ago, because you, I know you've done your policy. But on the FSB side, the FS, because they've got a lot of policies, they've got a lot of things that you can access as members. Um, and I'm assuming that they've got a policy, environmental policy, that you can you can grab hold of uh, uh, from an FSB point of view. Um, I, I mean, I don't know whether you know that they have or not. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. We didn't. We didn't look at it. To be honest with you, um, what we did was what we thought was the right thing, and just had it double checked over and everything. But um, you know, have a look at the um, the FSB website because on mm. there is the sustainability hub. Uh, yesterday, I sat uh, for what five and a half hours at the mm. conference that um, was being organised. Very well organised as well. Uh, great to connect with. Um, There's about four hundred people, I think, on the call. Great to connect with a load of people who are all very much similar. You know concerned about the environment have got 
solutions to some of the problems as well, which is very interesting to see what they were saying. Um, and, and really, you know, having, you know, starting the ball rolling, really. Um, and that's when the um, the closed LinkedIn groups have appeared that uh, obviously yeah. I said, right, come on, let's get this group together and then see what we can do to help share content and share information around. So that, that's been quite popular. And I think from them, we'll probably um, host some um, some Zoom, web, not webinars, but Zoom conversations around it so people can actually engage with ideas and problems and, and see what they can do. Um, so I actually enjoyed the conference. Um, I think, um, you know, th there's a lot that needs to be done. Um, some of the stuff we've done as a business as well, and actually on our website, we've got the policy document that we've written. Um, I mean, if I just work through it, we've, we've actually got it on the bottom of the site. But really what it's really saying is, you know, these are our intentions. These are our um, our aims to continually improve and monitor our own environmental performance, uh, com comply with and exceed all relevant regularity requirements i can just about to say that word um continually improve and reduce environmental Im impacts incorporate environmental factors into business decisions and increase employee awareness and training around the environment so that's our aims um and it's simple things in there we, we mentioned this just before we came on the, on the call on the um on the broadcast really about you know printing you know thinking before we actually print Mm -hmm. um do we actually need to print that or do we need to just literally just read it and then um you know just just close down a file you have to actually print it you know don't look at such a massive email signature for example because again if somebody prints that email out you know just it's a, it's a waste of ink it's a waste of paper it's a waste of energy as well so there's loads of things that could be done um we've looked at our suppliers as well so on the web hosting side obviously making sure that uh, the web hosting is run on 100 percent renewable energy with sources like the sea wind and sea uh, sea wind and sun should i say um and then obviously on the print side making sure that um everything we supply on a printed literature for marketing materials because obviously we do the design and the supply of uh, leaflets and flyers and things but making sure that everything is in um aligned with the forest forestry stewardship council i can never say that word the fsc let's just call it that um again making sure that the courier network is carbon neutral uh delivery as well or able to work towards it so it's all that sort of thing we're looking at and then again you know looking around our own internal um things like the the, the lights you know mm. trying to use natural light as much as possible um making sure that there's um timer switches or the um what they call the sensors that switch the lights yeah, yeah. on and things like that yeah, yeah. um yeah maybe introducing walk to work schemes if you can walk you know why why don't we walk rather than keep jumping in the car all the time so yeah, car, well, you know even walk cycle or even car share to reduce down on it as well yeah, I mean, there is that yeah. as well. And that's without the cleaning products as well. Looking at who the, you know, what cleaning products we're using as well, making yeah. sure that they're ticking boxes, making sure that the equipment we buy is obviously passing the relevant tests as well. So it all adds to helping the problem. Is it going to conquer the problem? Who knows? We just can't tell really. But the, but the thing that, I mean, I've always looked at it is this, this, the, just that 1% improvement day in day out and, and getting that habit and getting and, and get into the habit of doing stuff if everybody can do that starting off small and then it gradually builds because you're getting used to it becomes routine then you add something else in it then exponentially explodes um so you know it's it, it is doable there's no toys about it i think it is doable you know even even down to individuals you know as you say 
don't print out paper turn everything fully turn everything off just be conscious about what you're doing and how you can actually reduce your your uh, environmental uh, impact you know I, I, I think it's doable you know? yeah I it mean, they ploughed a load of money into it, haven't they? From what I heard, yeah, something hundred and thirty odd trillion is it in investment? That's yeah, in, there needs to be more support for small businesses. There needs to be more support, without a doubt, mm. yeah. um, because obviously people transitioning and transforming. Um, I do believe we need some form of incentive and tax incentive or grant funding or something because the only funding i can see at the moment for um businesses involves or it all revolves around premises and even then it's it's, it's, it's match funded it's not actually 100 percent er here's the money to actually transform and transition it's all about here we go here's something towards it that's not enough it's not yeah. enough because you know even a guy i was talking to the other day they could offer up to five thousand pound in grant funding which is great it's brilliant it really is but at the end of the day the business owner's still got to put in another 10 grand so that's 15 grand expense that but that, that's going to take to transition of which yes they can get a third off but they still got to find the 10 grand and, for, yeah. and, and obviously coming off the back of covid as well with where we've been you, you shouldn't have to make you know redundancy just to transition with this stuff so we do need to understand what help and support there is for small businesses out there and really for people to to transition i believe yeah no i, I agree totally agree there's something else that spun to my mind there and I, had a, I can't remember what it was it's gone short term that's me short term memory shocking what uh, i would say though um you know obviously when we talk about all this stuff um and i came out of this industry because of the plastics and everything that was involved and that's the promotional products industry um yeah the industry has used a lot of you know giveaway i mean how many times have businesses bought a pen to give away to someone at an exhibition which just ends up on the on the side you know it's a nice memento to keep you know rem remembering people by and nice thing to give away but th the industry can obviously rack up a lot of plastic usage uh, especially when a lot of it's coming out of china and then over to the uk but if people are looking to obviously promote their business and look at something to give away give away you know something that is environmentally friendly and you, you mm. can get you know bamboo pencils and and things like that you can give away or um the other one i've seen recently is uh, the seeds you can actually give someone a packet of seeds so they can actually yeah. grow something with your branding on it which is like quite incredible actually yeah um or even the uh, the old solar panel led um or solar power should i say led beanie hats which are fantastic i've seen them you're like a <laughs> darling <laughs> i have got one but yeah, but they are. I mean, those sort of things are. I think they're uh, fantastic. Anything that you you know, as you say, is you you growing seeds, everything like that. It's the time and everything effort you put into it as well. It, it's it's the satisfaction of that. Uh, we've got uh, comments on here. My sales team almost got their pitchforks back in two thousand nine when I disconnected the printer to stop everyone from printing team meeting notes. Lol. Um, yeah, I could uh, I could remember that. Doing that the, the easiest way, as we were saying before we came on this this broadcast today, with not printing is just don't connect to the printer. <laughs> my, yeah. my, I'm not connected to a printer <laughs> for that reason because it makes me think. You know, okay, I've read it, I've stored it electronically, I know where it is if I need it, um, and also, you know, we've been encouraging people to unsubscribe from all those mailing lists that we've subscribed to over the years because again, those emails have got to be stored. That then sits on a server somewhere. That server's got to be powered by something. So, at the end of the day, just getting rid of the, the tack that we have in our inboxes. Just get rid of it if you don't need mm -hmm. it and unsubscribe and maybe store the documents somewhere where you know where they are. 
Uh, and again, the other thing we've got is buy the printer, even though I don't use the printer, but the other guys do here. Um, it's just have a used paper tray, you know, something that if you do make a mistake on a bit of paper, don't just screw it up and put it in the bin, turn it over, oh, and yeah. put it in there and use it. And, you know, yeah, and, and I must admit, that is something I really do do. I've done because I've, I'm always, uh, always used to be making notes and, uh, all the time. And more often than I used to do, I've done it for years in the business. You just print on one side, it's wrong, screw it up, put it in the bin. <laughs> No, just make a scrapbook out of it. And that started off year, years back for me because I can remember one of my old directors, an engineer, going back 25, 30 years, used to have a, a stapled together load of uh, scrap sheets where he got A4, just sliced them in half to make them A5, stapled them, stapled them all together, and he walked around with that. That was his notepad. And, you know, you know, that was years back. So there are these little things that can that can make a bloody big difference. Um, I worked with a guy a couple of years ago, and this was quite interesting. He had a, you know, a normal notepad, which obviously was spiral bound. So he would write on the on the right-hand page and go through the whole – and then obviously go through the whole page, and then he'd turn over, and he wouldn't write on the back. And I used to say to him, why? And he said, well, there's a reason for it. And it gets to the end of the book, and then you turn it upside down upside and down, write yeah. on the other side. So his <laughs> argument was, I've always got like two years of my notepad. I'm like, wow, that's, that's, <laughs> it's clever, but yeah. do you know what? That's, that's the way he worked. But yeah, we go again. The other thing, pen and paper. I mean, I've, I mean, I've got a um, Microsoft uh, Surface Go two thing, so it's like the size of a, a bit bigger than an A5 pad that you can you can draw on. Uh, and I want to try and get into the habit of doing that. But I've seen, uh, I think it was about 30 quid, where they do a spiral-bound pad with a pen, and it's reusable. You mean one of these? So I've got one I've forgotten what it was called. What was it called? What's so it called? this is called, um, well, I assume this is the brand, the Elfin Book, um, which allows you to write, and it's got like a little eraser thing on the back. So you write it in pen, you can actually rub it out. Now, I'm going to be honest, I bought one of these. It was about 15 quid. Um, 28th of June 2020 was the last time I used it, so nearly 18 months ago. I've lost the pen, right? So I can't actually erase what I've actually written. I could I could tear it out, but then I can't write on it. So I've lost the pen, but it did work. Um, yeah, it's an interesting product. And uh, I've seen it on um, Amazon, I think it was. Yeah, 15 um, quid. I've lost the yeah. pen. <laughs> Well, I think we've done that one to uh, to death anyway this evening. Um, but yeah, I think just it's just a matter of applying some common sense, which we don't do that often, and just have a look around where you can start in making these small little adjustments from an environmental point of view as a small business, solopreneur, entrepreneur, micro business, um, and we can definitely have an impact. Um, even even if it's just a small thing, it's compounded if everybody does it. You know. Yeah, and, and thinking about it, Adam, I mean, you and I have just talked for half an hour. You know, the, the carbon emissions that we probably put out from this conversation, we should be sitting here like this in the dark yeah, finish, yeah. We? and actually talking <laughs> in the dark, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, brilliant, been a pleasure. Um, so thank you very much. Thank you for uh, listening in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in and remember, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it's the courage to continue that counts.